What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Devil's Advocates. I'm here today, Andrew, joined by Dan and JP. Um, recording Saturday morning. It's a little bit different today. We've had some technical difficulties and just things we got on the way. So pre-recorded episode. Not sure when this one's going to get to, but we wanted to make sure that we got this episode out and recorded because we got a good one for you today. Um, Dan, we were going through some ideas during the weekend. Dan came up with a good one. So Dan, why don't you tell the people a little about what we're going to be getting into today? Yeah, so super straightforward. I came up with this idea. I thought that we should do an all-time devil's draft. So we're going to be filling all 12 forward positions, all six defensive positions, starting a backup goalie with three extras. We're making sure we're filling all the sides. So right-handed, left-handed defenseman, and then obviously left and right wing going through the entire roster and making sure that we fill out of any play- person that's played on the Devils, but we can only use them in their term as a Devil in terms of their uh, performance. So, like, Yager's not going to be prime Yager. He's going to be when he was here as a Devil. So, ton of great drafting from all of us. Uh, I think we have a lot of good minds here from all of our experience in <laughs> fantasy and our hockey, uh, hockey IQ and just knowing stuff. You know Puck, as uh, Andrew likes to say. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh to start this draft off i did a randomizer yep. sandbag myself because in the first randomizer i gave myself the first pick on accident so i was like i guess i gotta restart so our order is jp me and then andrew and it's hockey style so no snake so you ready for it boys let's get into it yeah yeah let's just do it um so no surprise um first overall i'm taking top three goaltender of all time probably the best devil of all time taking martin Burdor. Um, yeah, exactly. He's going to play, you know, 70 games. He's going to be solid goaltending the entire time. And I won't have to worry about a goaltender until the last pick of the draft. So, yeah, easiest way to get through. I mean, I think anyone that was going to get number one here was just going to pick Marty. There's no other way around it. You have an all-time goaltender. He's just going to solidify that spot. You're not going to have to worry about the type of performances you're getting out of him. And like you like you said, just all time people from yeah. anyone that's not even the Devil's Hand just knows that how dominant Brodor was back in the two thousands. Like, yeah, he's iconic. When you think of the nineties, early two thousands, even late two thousands Devils, just Marty. He was the face of the franchise for better or for worse. The worst meaning Lou couldn't market the team for shit, but he's still <laughs> yes, thank you. He's still top three all time. Whatever you wanna. However you want to debate it, there's you can't really look past that. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'm back here at number two. Um, bit early, but I think we all know that this guy has just solidified himself in such a young career so far. Jack Hughes was an easy pick here for me at number two. Yep. We have a ton of legends still available on the board, but I think Jack's ceiling is already insane. And what he's already brought to the table at such a young age, especially this season, breaking the single-season points record along with his amazing vision, skating, and, and talent as a whole. It's just like, I, there, I see no reason to not pick Jack here, especially when you look at, like, the history of double centers. After, like, a first, like, three, maybe four, it starts to drop off pretty heavy. Yep. Yep. I, I yeah, I can't really argue with you there. Um, he'll probably end up being the best Devils forward of all time. So... Yeah, yeah. going to be the first level to break 100 points, too. He probably should have done it this yeah. year. Uh, a bit yeah. snake bit. Edge, 
A bit snake bitten by devil, uh, former Devil's Legend John Gillies in the game against Columbus late in the season, where he probably should have had like eight nine points, but um, he'll probably end up breaking that next year. He's gonna play be playing online with guys like Meyer, Toffoli, Brat. So uh, hundred points soon come for Jack. Um, that are you, Frank? It is me. Um, I'm going to be the first one to take a defenseman off the board. Um, I cannot look up. I cannot look past Scott Niedermeyer. Um, I hate you, dude. I yeah. really hate you. Yeah, we did. Bu- we had a bunch of back Wait. and forth and banter when we were doing our draft the other day. And Scott Nied- I sniped JP with a couple of guys that we're going to get to a little bit later. But Scott Niedermeyer, arguably, not even arguably, I think he is the best defense, devil's defenseman of all time. Um, yeah. Skating ability, puck vision, or vision, puck skills. You name it, the guy was just an absolute workhorse out there. Um, if you dropped him, probably, arguably top, I don't even know how to describe this, but like if you dropped him in today's NHL, like there's not many other Devils who would probably transition more seamlessly in today's NHL. The guy can just transition the puck like no other, um, just ridiculous. Fast. Yeah. Skater. Yep. Just like, I... he'd, he'd probably be the Norris winner like every damn year. Yeah. 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 I think there's something to be said for I guess Steven's longevity here. Yeah. Um, in terms of being the best defenseman of all time for the Devils, but in terms of raw skill, I don't think, you know, bar none it's it's Niedermeyer here. Yeah, your dad's favorite defenseman was Scott Stevens, but the the well informed right. preferred Niedermeyer just due to the puck skills and all that. But that's not right. to slight Stevens like, in the slightest. That guy could absolutely put up points as well. Uh, exactly. Um Back to me, uh, I think it's another pretty straightforward slam dunk here. I'm taking the best Devils uh, forward of all time, Patrick Eliash. Currently, um, I I'm so sorry. Eliash combo, and I just I'm know so it was sorry. Going to happen, it was just I'm I, so I, sorry. Just <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, there there was no one else I could take really. Um, you know, a thousand twenty five points with the team he played power play he played penalty kill the dude at 35 was putting up numbers and his impacts were unbelievable a 2012 cup run that's oh my god he was insane he was so good so yeah i mean it, you know pretty straightforward pick here i uh i got nothing much else to say about that he should be in here he should be in the hall of fame he should have been yeah. there yesterday yeah patty's play patty's play uh speaks for itself you know you got you know, you got a good one when you got fans from other teams still bringing up how good he was in today's day and age whenever there's discussion around the Hockey Hall of Fame. The guy should be in it. Yeah. He'll get in it one day. We know how good he is. Um, yeah. And I, I, probably another guy like Niedermeyer, if you dropped him in today's NHL, he'd probably flourish and be in the conversation for Selkie. Yeah. It's incredible how much of a two-way wing he was, and he was still able to score at such a high level for a long part of his career. Kind of like reminds me in a sense of like Mark Stone, but I feel like the skills just higher. Better. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess back to me here. Uh, had to get the second defenseman off the board here. I said, give me Stevens. If I couldn't get Niedermeyer, I might as well get the second best defenseman of all time. Your dad's favorite. Yeah. Your devil. Your dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, physically imposing. Still a really solid defenseman in his own right outside of the massive potential to end someone's career on a nightly basis. <laughs> Today's NHL, it'd be impossible for him to stay out the box, but I think one of those things for me is like, uh, I hear this all the time, I think greats always find a way to stay great no matter what era they're put in. So 
he was still really good at scoring, surprisingly enough, like his early days in St. Louis and even in Washington before he came here, he still could score well. Um, and he was a, he just knew, he had the vision to find uh, those gaps in the ice and make it harder for people and just scared the living shit out of any skater that was thinking that they were going to be fast enough to get by him and just flatten them. But I think it was just a, the right person to pick here in terms of like the ceiling of Devil's Defenseman here. Yeah, it's a nice Yeah, I mean... Usually when you think of Scott Stevens, you think about, you know, him ending people's careers with great train hits, but the dude was, like, really good two-way. Um, I think he's a single-season leader for assists for the Devils, too. I think he yep. had, like, 60 in one year. Yep. Um, it's crazy to think about when you have Niedemeyer, Elliott, no, exactly. and a ton of other skaters. Yeah. So, I mean, he was just a, a stud on both ends of the ice. Literal truck. Yeah, yeah. actually built. Like, well, that, too. Actually built like a Mack truck. Um, okay, back to me. I'm going to take my first forward here, my favorite forward, until Jack came along in Devil's History, uh, Ilya Kolachuk, the guy, speaking yep. of built like trucks, this guy was a Mack truck, but he could dangle you, he could dime you from all the way down the ice. The guy was unbelievable. I don't think, if we make that trade today, I think I have more of a reaction than we made the Timo Meyer trade, because when I, when this trade happened i don't even want to say how long ago it was i don't even remember don't need to know um when i was little i don't think i appreciated the trade at the time like i knew of him but i didn't know how good he was and adding him into i think it was like 2000 not 2010 2009 when we got him it was a couple yeah. of years before we made that cup run um i mean if the guy actually stayed here outside of him retiring and he'd stay for that whole 17 year contract which was ridiculous and totally legal by the way um you're probably talking about maybe him rivaling maybe rivaling Elias for most points in devil's history i don't know if he could have maybe got there because he would have been playing with patty so maybe their points kind of would have kind of overlapped a little bit but um hell of a shot hell of a passer the guy built like a truck that fight against Braden shen will always that's still vivid <laughs> The, the call from Chico when in Philly when he's just absolutely ragdolling him. Um, I don't know. The guy was blockbuster. I love him. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's an argument to be made there for if he stayed for that contract that his name would maybe be up in the rafters. Yeah, if you think about maybe if he stays, I mean, the team was garbage after he left, so I was going to say maybe they go on a cup run with him, but right. maybe in 2018 when if he's still here and they, get, they still trade Larson for a halt, maybe you can make an argument that Maybe they get by Tampa and whatever. Probably not, but it's yeah. a fun hypothetical. Right. One of the most polarizing players in Devils history, to be honest with, you know, the back and forth of his contract situation. But guy was an absolute wolf. Can skate like the wind. Nobody wanted to touch him when he had the puck. Shoot, shoots like a – he had a laser of a shot. Just incredible. I think the, the power play goal from – the Rangers series and the game that Henrico in the overtime winner was just electric. It's the listen. Yeah, head. that's like yeah. probably one of like the prettiest goals in Devils history. Yeah, for sure. P I don't think quarterback by Peter Harold, who unfortunately did not make <laughs> our top sixty. <laughs> <laughs> so back to you, JP. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take another polarizing winger. Um, I'm taking Zach Parisi. Uh, with my third pick. Um, Early, you guys are just taking everyone I wish I could have, but it was just obvious that number two, I can't get everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think Parisi's tenure with the Devils was pretty underrated. 
Um, I don't think a lot of people talked about how great he was because he truly was just amazing for so long. Literally from like 2007 to like 2015. Um, obviously, he was with the Wild in 2015, but <laughs> unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he scored 90 points a couple times um, in 2012, just looking at his J Fresh card, which is kind of really the only basis we have to go up for impacts pre-2018. Um, he was 98% overall in war, um, 98% in offense, 70% of defense, 92% in power play. Like, the, the dude literally did everything, and he was a, a plus player on the penalty kill, too. So Yeah, if you want to talk about, like, unheralded players who still got their flowers, but probably not enough, especially around the league, again, it's Zach Breezy, the guy... I mean, you just said it with all of his impacts, offense, defense, power play, PK, like, you name it, plus the guy would outwork you, too, which is, I think, the most, like, yeah. impressive part about his game. Like, the guy seemingly never took a shift off. He would go in the corner, dig on puck, rim it around, get in a square position, like, take hits in front of the net. Like, the guy would just absolutely go to war, and I think that's kind of why... That's part of the reason why I think a lot of fans feel slighted that he left because of, like, how, like, blue-collar blue he was. Plus, I mean, obviously, the way he the way he left, it rubbed people the wrong way. But I think people kind of realized, like, this guy is, like, a warrior. And, like, he, he wore the C. I mean, granted, it was one year, and that was Lou trying to get right. him to stay, but... It's crazy that at 5'11", he was still such a workhorse player, strong on his legs. He, you can move him off the puck. Just yep. incredible. Yep. One of the premier forwards back then. Just, he could do it all, man. And then, so goes back to me here mm -hmm. uh going with another winger here another probably one of the ar arguable best wingers ever play for us uh taylor hall for me i think our only mvp his peak he was is definitely he was peak was like amazing that 2018 run was probably the funnest fun we could see in a, at least in the time i've been a fan since obviously this year um and just to think like if you're pairing him in like a full lineup like him, Hughes, and whoever else I'm going to pair with, he's just going to be amazing. Fast, he can score, underrated vision, and just, oh, he was he was awesome when he was here. I, I loved Hall. Yeah, that vision you speak of, like the pass to Nason in game three. Oh, he like, oh, yeah. the one-timer. <laughs> the best secondary assist of Andy Green's career, literally just lays it off for Hall. Hall goes like 180 feet up the ice and just gets the pass through three. Sauces and dime. Oh my back, god. And then back to speed, the scramble out of chaos, as can't you put it, with the Palmieri and Hall two-on-one, just the oh, slightest one. That's, that's my favorite goal. It's so good. Hall scored! And that celly was electric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The instant dopamine rush. I think Steve Santini was yeah. still on the team then. He made an appearance yeah. there. Like the most, yep. like, <laughs> like his claim to fame as a devil. But really, oh, but in all seriousness with Hall, I mean, I, I wish we could have had him for longer. We were just in that weird part of our rebuild where we were just starting to get into the doggies of it. We needed to get assets. And realistically, if we could have done the rebuild with him here still somehow, it would have been awesome to see how we could have Prime Jack with Hall now. But that yeah, contract would have been brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's still good now, but he's not yeah. the player that he was when he was here. Of course. No, definitely not. Um, okay, back to me. I'm going to take another defenseman. I'm going to wrap up my top pair blue line. Um, another guy that I sniped from JP, uh, Brian Rafalski. Another you. one of like another guy that I think if you 
dropped in today's NHL. I mean, granted, he only retired like 12, 13 years ago or whatever, but in the modern NHL, another guy who could absolutely wheel, um, move the puck up the ice like nobody else. Super underrated. Um, people forget that he was, like, n this has nothing to do with the Devils, but he was a key part to Detroit's success when they went to their back-to-back -back cup finals and then ended up winning in 2008. Um, could play in the power play. That was something surprising to see. He had a decent amount of power play assists when I was looking at guys to take. <clears throat> uh, play PK, power play, obviously. Top line, minutes. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Like, my ideal defenseman. Guy who can move the puck, because that's the best defense, the best form of defense, in my opinion, is moving the puck up the ice, add your zone as fast as possible. Um, yeah, love him. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, too, um, kind of along the same line as Devil's centers in history, um, our right side of defense is historically pretty weak. Um, Rafalski is easily the best right-handed defenseman in our history. Um yeah. You know, dropping down to like the second best. I I don't even know who you would put there. Like, Dougie is Dougie yeah. the second best right-handed defenseman in Devils history? But like, he's only been here for what three years. When it's all said and done, Dougie's probably number two. Yeah, yeah. just based on points and hopefully cups. Right. Like you, I think like you said in some of our discussions, he said that if you just Rafalski, you just like if you put Niedermeyer on the right side, and then yeah. I didn't even realize until I looked at it a little bit more now. Like he started his career at 26, and that to, to yeah, he was, a, he, was uh, he was a he was a late he was a late comer to the NHL. I think he played on. Correct. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Neither of you probably knows off the top of your head, but I think he played on the same. He came from Finland, I think. He came from he played on the same Finnish team as Johan Avitu. One of the defensemen that we had in our, excuse me, in our dark days. Um, I think so. That correct? Again, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna trust your word on that. I think cause... so. It sounds. I, it's for some reason my mind yeah. went there. I think it's right. He played um, in the uh, in the Finnish elite in Finnish elite league. He played for the HIFK. Yeah, he played there before he came to for seven seasons in New Jersey and four. Wow! Detroit. Look at you, Andrew. Credit to Lou. He did have some of those. I mean, credit to Lou. Five Stanley Cup finals in his tenure, but he did have an eye for talent overseas. Um, someone else. Oh, dude, fuck Lou. Mo modern, fuck Lou. modern, modern day. Yes. Um, Definitely should not have won back-to-back -back GM of the Year awards for having the best goaltender and best coach in the league, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Brian Rafalski, we love you. That wraps up the top nine. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to pick who I think is the best right wing of all time for the Devils, uh, John McClain. Um, I'll pick here. Yeah, I, I mean, just... He was unbelievable. He he was a three-time 40-goal scorer uh, in a row. He scored 45, yeah. I think, twice in that span. Um, he was with the team in the 95 Cup run. You know, he almost put up a point per game that year, 18 and 20. Um, I, I mean, the dude could just he could just shoot, and he could pass. He was a, he was a good playmaker too. But you know, when I'm when I'm envisioning my team here, I'm I'm, I'm thinking Eliash is saucing over to uh, John McClain for the snipe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say here. I mean, obviously scored the first the goal to send the Devils to the playoffs for the first time in their career, uh, career yeah. in the franchise history. Um, so that's pretty cool. Obviously, one of the best forwards in our history. Definitely not one of the best coaches in our history. That's for sure. But with all due respect to John McClain, the player is can't 
can't deny the dude's talent and his importance to the franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. Going to transition over here to my next pick. I thought same thing with before with how weak the centers are. I was just like, let me just take the second best center, arguably in our in our history. I, I went with Zajac here. Uh, I said to the boys, I think he's one of the most underrated centers in our history. Just his two-way impacts were insane. I feel like in another universe, he could have totally been a Selkie guy if he had a bit of a higher ceiling. Uh, Jack was just so... I, I loved him so much when I was younger, too. Just that Panther series in 2011, 2012, and just how much he was as a leader on and off the ice. He could just do everything. You could trust him in every situation, power play, penalty kill... He was a really good player to put around or put around anyone, to be honest, and he could gel well. Uh, I think it was easy one for me here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I I was looking at his uh, again his historical player cards on on J Fresh, and I did not realize how good his two A impacts were. I told you, man. Like I obviously I knew the defense was there because that's when you think of Zajac, you think shutdown center, um, but his offensive numbers are pretty good too. Yeah, plus the fact, again, to go to, to get the heartstrings a little bit, uh, the fact that he stayed after the 2012 Cup run, he signed that extension. Yeah. That was, like, a really big deal to a lot of people, including me, especially because we were young and we didn't get the whole Parisi situation. If that happens now, you're probably not as mad. Some people will still be. But Zajac, another unheralded player. I wish he got his Cup in 2012. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. That probably would have maybe, again embrace the bait maybe he would have gotten his jersey retired probably not um he probably doesn't meet that requirement if breland didn't get his retired he probably doesn't um right. impacts i mean yeah those impacts i was not i was surprised to see how good they were i was not expecting that again i knew how good he was longevity defensively too, on pk was that yeah absolutely no i said his longevity too He's, he played 15 years in the league had a couple 60 point seasons a lot of 40 point seasons like he was he was, a, he was a horse. He was a horse. That's yeah, you don't play that long in the NHL without being that good. Right. Um, okay. To me now, I'll take my first center. Um, I'm going to go with Nico. Yep. First first overall pick in our history. Uh, captain, leader, future legend. Hopefully, he has the success that some of these other guys who we picked before him um does he hopefully he has some success um i mean his game really took another step this year on both ends of the ice he always was heralded as this future selkie guy which was kind of unwarranted because his defensive if we're going all analytical his impacts on the defensive side of the puck weren't always there yet but you kind of started to see that this year especially with his selkie nomination and getting a decent amount of votes for it and again using writers votes and opinions isn't always the best form of like this guy's actually really good or not but he actually has gotten to that level where you can consider him arguably the favorite going forward for the selkie i mean yeah. finishing second to patrice bergeron's no nothing to sneeze at and now that bergeron's out of the league you can probably pencil in nico for a yearly trip to vegas in late june to hopefully accept that selkie award but yeah, no brainer here for me to take my first center off the board with Nico. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Um, I still think he has another gear to get to. For sure. um, I don't know if he's going to be like a hundred point guy. I don't think he is, but I could I could see him pushing ninety. Um, and obviously, you know, future perennial Selkie winner. Yeah, there's not much more to say on it. 
Yeah, he came in um, this year. Super shut down that guy. I mean, if you watch the Rangers series, he put Zibanejad in, in a holding cell. And he put him in <laughs> his place. Put him in his place. And, you know, like you said, he doesn't need – I don't think he needs to be a 100-point guy. I mean, yeah. Bergeron was never a 100-point guy in his career. And no, I think he talked out. I don't even career. think he, Bergeron ever got to point a game. I think you know, he did once, maybe, and it was in a shortened that, season. Sure, yeah. But, like, Nico almost got there this year. He's going to have a really good team. He'll, could happen. Yeah, could happen. Um, Go ahead, you, JP. Yeah, um, I'm picking my first defenseman. You know, I'm on I'm on pick five here. I'm picking Andy Green. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of longevity, and I don't think anyone was as consistent for as long on the Devil's Blue Line as Andy Green was. Um, I mean, he he was just, you know, obviously there was the defensive game. He was an elite PK guy. Um, but I, I don't think people understand how good he was offensively, too. Um, yeah, at least in his prime, for, you know. He was kind of forced to play more, a more defense-first role, considering how bad yeah. some of those teams were when he was right. in his prime. Right. But, I mean, there, I mean there, were, there were times where he was putting up pretty decent numbers, and his offensive impacts, again, uh, were, were really, really, really solid from, like, 2010 to 2016. Yep. Um. And then, you know, he, he kind of fell off a little bit and ended up going to the Islanders. But um, as far as who I would want kind of workhorsing my defensive core, I don't I don't think there's many better options than Andy Green here. Absolutely. I think as an undrafted player, the career he carved out, especially being able to go on kind of like the run we did in 11-12 and just be an important leader and figure in this organization for as long as he did, I think... Andy Green's a great pick and just one of the more, not underrated Devils, but when you think about the scope of all time, like he's definitely up there for sure. Underappreciated yeah, for sure, and especially taking the longevity into account, the amount of shots he blocked um, was <laughs> borderline unsafe. He was like, uh, the guy <laughs> borderline, yeah, no, not even borderline. It was definitely very unsafe. Um, the guy be blocking hundreds of shots a season, still racking up like. 90% plus war for his defense. Um, I don't know. There's not much else to say about Andy. I think it was underappreciated is probably the right word. And I don't think people realize yeah. how good he was around the league. He didn't make yeah. He didn't make that 2014 Olympic team, right? I, I don't, don't think so. No, I think, yeah, that was the big point of contention. I think he was left off. And then there was like Brooks Orpik or some like other geriatric defenseman for name brand that was taken. Brooks Orpik. I mean, uh, again, no disrespect to Brooks. He was a great player in his own right, but we're talking devils here and Andy probably should have made that team. Again, neither here nor there. Andy, we love you. Yeah. We love you, Andy. So I guess to go into my next pick, I think I'm going to get the next goalie off the board because Bastard. I think just all time, my first devil's jersey at least with that i bought on my own uh give me Corey here just yep. the best devil on his teams when he was here he he carried us to a ton of positions we didn't need to be when we were too good to be trash but not good enough to make the playoffs yep. just an elite goaltender at a time we unfortunately we shouldn't have needed one but... or we i wish we didn't have him because he kind of <laughs> he, he was just us... so good he was yeah. just so good that we didn't need him, but it was like the we were trying to force a rectangular prism into a, a circle hole with terms of trying to make playoff teams with that. But um, thank you, Lou. 
Thank you, Lou. But seriously, though, I, I love Schneider. I think uh, I, I was gracious enough to get to meet him at one of the playoff games this year. He was just an awesome, awesome guy. And realistically, in terms of, like, in stat-wise, he's definitely the second-best goaltender. Yeah, it's not even close. Think about it. It's not even close. Yep. Yeah, um, just to touch on him, how good he was and why I wish he wasn't that good. Um, the years he was borderline Vesna-worthy were the years we could have been in contention for guys like Matthews and some guy called David. Connor, Mc, some guy called Connor yeah. McDavid. Who? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, not slight to Corey. That's an indictment on the management and what they did. But for purely speaking about Corey, there's no... There's no contest. I mean, he's very clearly the second best Devils goaltender of all time. Unfortunately, yeah. that hip injury in 2017, 2018 kind of Ugh. started the. I think he's still playing in Bridgeport for the Islanders. I think. Yeah. Um. So, but it was kind of the start of the end for his NHL career. I think he's doing pretty well in the AHL. But, um, it's one of those crazy scenarios that if he was healthy that season and we didn't have Kincaid rock us into the playoffs against Tampa. Right. Imagine how slightly different that could have been in terms of a goaltending matchup. Could we yeah. have more of a chance? He was he was banged up then, right? I know he played yep. game three, but yeah. I think that was about it. Yep. Yeah. Rip. Corey, thank you, brother. Praise Corey. Um, oh, it's me now. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was I was scrolling on the document. I was like, wait, that's for, for me. Um, okay, I'm going to take my second center here. Another one of my favorite devils from the 2000s, uh, Scott Gomez, called the trophy winner tw- 2000. <laughs> this guy's just sniping here. My just... favorite nickname, I think, for devils, and you guys might, this is going to be an old head moment, you guys might not even remember this nickname. Uh, Chico used to call him the Galloping Ghost in the Alaskan Coast because of how fast he was and how much he could absolutely... He was just zoom and skate. You know, yeah. JP clearly does, you don't know that? I, I don't, I don't. That's born, before my time. Because he was born in Anchorage, Alaska, so Chico would just call him the Galloping Ghost from the Alaskan Coast because so of how funny. fast he was. Um, I'm going to pair him up with a couple winners that I drafted a little bit later, but um, removing his tenure with the Rangers and the rest of his career, which was a bit journeyman, and I didn't realize how journeyman it was after he left the Canadians. Um, Again, another guy that like Gomez could just like absolutely fly, super super good passer. He put up a ton of points in his rookie season. I mean, granted, he won obviously he won the Calder, but the guy put up like seventy points in his rookie season was a key contributor in that Cup run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not much else to say. Uh, Gomez forgot how good he was until I did a little bit of research. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow suit and kind of kind of pick another center. Um, Captain Captain Clutch here. He was never captain, but he was very clutch. Uh, Jason Arnott. Jason Arnott's my my guy here. Yeah, um, I mean the dude was a playoff stud. Just a bona fide playoff stud. Um, his best career, his, his best years were, um, I think, with Dallas and Nashville. Um, but I mean, with the Devils, he was still super solid. Um, He's three. probably one of the most iconic goals in Devils history. That yeah, I would I would argue the second on. most iconic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the for anyone who doesn't know, he scored the two thousand cup clinching double overtime playoff goal, um, and it, it, I mean it was just unbelievable. That was a you know a year before I was born, but I've I've watched that video. Uh, he was many a time at the perfect time for LA yeah. to make that no look pass, and he just 
right past the goaltender. I mean, that's, yep. a, that's an A-line chemistry. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, so to me here again, uh, like you said, right side D is really difficult. Um, probably a little early in his devil cr- devil's crew to take it, but I, I, I took Dougie here. I think that... As he should. And his time here, yes. he's been in, like probably one of the most important free agent signings in the more recent history to start getting talent yeah. in New Jersey here and this as we build this like awesome team um really impactful offensively like in terms of like ceiling he's probably like next to Niedermeyer and Rafalski he's probably like the third most talented offensive defenseman out there until like you know some of our other guys get a little better here who I mentioned a little later but Dougie's just a stud Especially he came into his own this year. Like, he was at some points part of the Norris discussion just because how many points he was putting up, just dominant. And in a, in a sense, you could say he was also he's also been pretty clutch. I mean, a lot of those overtime goals and just in key scenarios and games, like... <laughs> Game three versus Rangers. One, he knows two, how that goes yeah. if he doesn't score Oh, my that. God, yeah. That right side yeah. skates it up from the pass from Brad and just bar down. Just, yeah, roofs it from a tight angle. Just tough. I, I love Dougie. Um just i can't believe we still have him on this team to this day um yeah that's just i think he's a great pick they take here that is a great pick i'm looking at stats real quick he has 104 points in 144 games fifth place is devil's twitter's favorite damon severson at 263 do you you think he cracks the top five by the time he's retired so he will he would easily yeah he would need 159 points if my math is correct so what, like, no, he's got four, five years, five more years, yeah. and he just turned mm. 30, 31. Oh, yeah, I think it's super easy. Okay, yeah, then easily. He needs three fifty point seasons, and I think he does that in his sleep. Do you think he gets top three, which would be four hundred points? So he would need two sixty. He would need two ninety six. Two ninety six. Who is fourth? Fourth is Rafalski at three eleven. Bruce Driver is three ninety nine. Pushing it. I think it's possible, but... I think he can knock Rafalski at 3.11. Bruce Shriver might be a little bit too much. Yeah, I agree. Considering we have Luke coming up. So, okay. Right. Top five, I think it's not out of the question. Yeah. No, not yeah. even out of the question. Cool. Andrew? It is me. Um, a guy who I didn't really get to watch too much, um, Alexander McGillney. I think his... Go on. Yeah, his play obviously speaks for himself. Uh, for itself, over a thousand points in 900 games, 76 goals in 90 in 1993. I think he tied Tim Solani and when Solani had a crazy uh, rookie season, and yeah. his his overall stamp on the NHL for his career was he was the first NHL draftee to defect from Russia at the height of like that whole the height of it. We're still in it now with the whole Russian shit back in the day. Um, that's commendable in its own right. Then to come to Buffalo and to be an absolute stud, um, I'm pairing him up with McGillney and a guy I'm, I'm pairing up with Gomez and a guy I'm going to be drafting a little, little bit later. Um, yeah, I forgot how good this guy was because we really didn't get to watch him too much. And obviously, the height of his career was probably before his time with the Devils with Buffalo, but ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I guess that, that that leaves me to pick uh, Claude Lemieux here, um, with my next one. Um, I mean the dude was a pest. I love. He was I, such I, a pest. If I could drop one player from past levels history, it would probably be like Claude Lemieux to just drop onto Jack's wing. 
Yeah. It'd be, yeah, I, I mean, he was... good it would have go, but it would just be insanely fun to watch. It would be fun. It would yeah. be so much fun. The, like I said, the dude was just a pest. Love to get under people's skins. Um, but, you know, he was a three-time 30-goal scorer. He was a 40-goal scorer for one season. Um, so it's not like he was just, you know, laying checks and being annoying. Um, the dude was putting pucks in the back of the net. Um, for a lot of teams, man. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, I mean, he was with he was with the Devils in '95. He came back after a couple year hiatus with the Devils in 2000. You know, won two cups with us. Not much more to say on that. A little bit of a legend. Yeah, just a little, just a little. <laughs> uh, next one here, because we start to kind of go through the weeds of all the fourth now. So it's it's like a bit of a drop off at this point in terms of just solidifying rosters here. So we're gonna go a little quicker here. So I picked Jamie Langenbrunner. Um, I thought he was, I mean, from what I remember him, I think he was just a super big stud player that really could just, you know, bit of a force to be reckoned with. He could score if you really needed him to be, and especially like his his tenure in Dallas for what I remember for a little bit, and then a couple of those middle tier, like early, late late 2000s, early 2010s teams, he was a really important player for them. When we made a lot of those, like, consistent playoff runs to, like, the conference, not the conference finals, the, you know, like around runs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Roger Tado and Carolina when they were at their peak, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just a good guy that uh, even though I drafted him early, I think he's going to fill uh, fill out a more important role to be able to carve out and do more on his own and in the later part of my uh, forward core. Weird captain. Weird, weird captain in our history. Captain. And the way he left was kind of weird too, but... Yeah. Whatever. Um, me next. Um taking i think this is my first yeah my first left winger here um brendan shanahan didn't fully pop off with the devils uh he was here early in his career and then he had that short stint i think it was one season in 2008-2009 um where he was actually kind of productive um i just like him as a power forward to pair up with nico and kovalchuk um like i said i mean he didn't really fully pop off with the devils but for his entire career, obviously one of the better power forwards in NHL history. The guy I made mean, decorated cups galore on all those yeah. really good Detroit teams back in the day. Um, yep. Yeah. Not much else to say. Yeah, I mean he also he also gave us Stevens indirectly. So. Yep. You know. That was right. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick Captain Kirk Muller here. Um, he was you know he was really good when the Devils were really bad really bad um you know as much as much as the the dark days of the 2010s um were you know horrible for devils fans i'm I'm sure the the early 80s were just as bad if not worse um but you know he had 94 points in 1987 1988 and he scored 25 goals five times 30 goals three times i mean yeah the dude could score I don't have much else to say on Captain Kirk. Before my time, I didn't do do enough research (laughs) on Before all of our times, but Kirk was a very important player to those early Devils and just was a major player for us back then, especially when we started to really carve ourselves in in terms of the league when we started to get some success. So, back to me. Um, I keep picking a lot of more recent Devils because that just seems to be my... This one's really valid, though. I was going to take... I forgot about him. Jesper Bratt, the way my lineout is carving out, just... Especially after this season, Brad really came to his own as like one of the most uh, offensively gifted players behind 
cues really on this team. Just an amazing skater, great speed, can do a lot of shifty things with the puck that a lot of players could wish they could do, especially as like a sixth round pick, like sixth, seventh round pick, like a really late guy in the draft. Just Brad is just an amazing piece to have here. And I think this was just, for me, I felt like this was a snipe for once. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I forgot, I was going to take him at 21 with Shanahan, but I was like, I kind of want the power forward. And then I was like, maybe he'll get back to me at 24. Didn't happen. Didn't. No. no. I think that was like one of the first, I think that's the first time I got sniped this draft. <laughs> what you've been sniping, JP? Must be nice. Yeah, must yeah, be nice. I was nice. say, been sniping JP over again. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the script flips a little later, but. Yeah, it, does. it definitely <laughs> does, yeah. Um, to stay on the topic of current Devils, super current, super new, uh, Timo Meyer, another premier power forward, um, is going to slot really nicely alongside Gomez and McGillney. Um, I think he, since he's come at the peak of his career and at the height of his powers, with the team that he's on and the line mates he's going to have, I don't know if this is a hot take. This is the first time really saying it out loud. He could probably go down as one of the best Devils power forwards in our history just because, I mean, if you're playing with arguably the best center in Devils history and then you're going to be playing on alongside maybe like a guy like Mercer or maybe Toffoli, especially for the next couple of years, the guy he could probably put up like 80 plus, maybe 90 point seasons. I mean, yeah. 180 points. I don't know where that would rank him all time. I'm doing this bit on the fly. Do, do, do. Top 20 is 297 points and he already has maybe like yeah, 20, like 19, he'll, 18 he'll points. Yeah, he's going to be probably top 15 maybe top 10 in devil's points of his when it's all said and done just because he's coming at yeah the best arguably the best time in devil's history just because how good this team is um i really like him he shoots everything on net super super uh dependable on both ends of the ice can transition the puck up the ice which is not something i knew prior to training for him um goes to the dirty areas uh yeah t-bell yeah, that, that's a really good pick. Um, I'm going to pick another super pest here. I'm picking Bobby Holik. The OG pest. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Holik here. It's a really good one. Yeah, I, he, was, he was so much fun to watch. Like, again, kind of like Lemieux, but like a little bit worse in talent-wise. Um, <laughs> loved getting under people's skin. Um, but, you know, he had, he had five 50-point seasons in six years from 97 to 2002. Um, there's something to be said about that. And then he was, you know, he was with the team in 95 and 2000, just like Lemieux. So, you know. Yeah, I like Bobby. I like he kind of falls into the same category as John Madden for me a little bit. Kind of like middle six, bottom six centers, but who can do a just little bit of everything and will just absolutely be a pain in the ass to play against. But then we'll go down yeah. to the other end of the ice and just score on you. So, continuing with my drafts here, we're getting a little, finally getting a little older here. I went with Peter Sikora, one of my favorite players to kind of watch and turn in retrospect. Super long career. Had probably his best seasons with the Devils. Really important goal scorer. Um, a ton of 50-plus point seasons. His best season was 2000-2001 with the 81 points. He could, he was a consistent 20-goal goal scorer. Had a 35-goal season in that same year. He scored 81. Just... A perfect guy to pair up, at least on my top line, with uh, with uh, Hall and Hughes. Just really solid skater, great shot, super important player on a lot of those. Uh, yeah. If uh, only you had Eliash. 
If only you, I had Elias. I took the, I took, I took the consolation prize of getting to <laughs> Back to me. Um, I'm also going to dip into the older players uh, pool here a little bit. OG Devil, Bruce Driver. Um, Great pick. Yeah, really good pick to fill out my second pair left-handed defenseman uh, slot. Over half a point of his game, over half a point of game in his career. Again, not something I knew. Uh, if there's, there's a bit of a theme here, I don't really, I'm not too up to date and knowledgeable about past Devils, but I do know of them. Um, currently 11th all time for points. Like I said before, top five for, I think it was top five for Devils defenseman in points. Um, again, I'd be lying to you if I said I had a little bit more, but really, really good Devil, OG Devil. Um, yeah, Bruce Driver, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I am surprised that he dropped this far, but then again, I completely forgot that I hated you for this. This guy existed for a little bit. More pick. Um, I'm taking Adam Henrique here. Um, so yeah, he didn't he didn't spend that long with the Devils. Um, but you know he was he was really really fucking good. Um, when he stepped on the scene, he was just impactful right away. Unbelievable. And, you know, I, I have the I have Jason Arnott, who scored the second most iconic Devils goal in history. I think Henrique scored the most iconic goal in Devils history. For yeah, when it was I, scored, yeah. Because of who it was yeah. against and all that. Right, exactly. Yeah. My dad, uh, my dad was at that game. I think he was in, like, section six, like, right behind where Henrique scored the goal. Um... But yeah, I would pay any amount of money to go back <laughs> and be, Henry. be in the table yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the dude also just like straight straight from his rookie year, he he played first line minutes, um, and he played both sides of special teams. He was an, like an elite penalty killer right he, off the bat, which I didn't realize. Yeah, no, he could do it all. I don't. I think he's top five in shorthanded goals for Devil Sister. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Oh wait, I have my sheet up still. Um top three with he has thirteen. Nice. In four hundred and thirty uh four hundred and fifty five games, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Just great pick there, JP. Yeah. Thank the you. Um, so next pick here. Um I got a lot of crap for this one, but I figured I had to get a homer <laughs> pick and just get in my in my head, I think he's he, for what he needs to do. I think he's a great devil and probably one of the most important to the team. Uh, give me Danico. Like he again, he played for a super long part. Of the, nobody stays with the franchise for forty years, pre current like with the team and post career. Um, what he's done for the organization is great as well as on the ice. He was obviously there for all three cups. He's been here for a super long time. Obviously, we know him more as just kind of a guy that just rocked people like Stevens, but didn't have the same offensive upside Stevens did. But I think if we're talking like lineup stuff, as we're going to go over later, he's just going to be a nice defensive anchor for one of my other offensive defensemen that I'm going to get a little later here. And just, you know, a bit of a homer pick. So I don't yeah, hate myself for this one. It, it, it is me. a bit they of a homer me. pick, but, it's still you valid. know, all things considered, it's it's absolutely valid. Definitely not someone they just, who don't, they just don't want to give me shit on the show. <laughs> I was a little shocked when you picked him, but he definitely deserves to. He deserves to be on one of our rosters. Yeah, I was gonna say if he sure. didn't go on any of our rosters, we would be 
did banned as a podcast. He might have been. He might have been an extra for me. <laughs> but, That's what I have to think about though. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving to my pick. Um, number thirty overall. Um, gonna take Pat Rubik, another OG Devil, over a thousand points in his career. Um, hundred seventy goals as a Devil. He's going to, I think he's my third line right wing, so he's going to slot alongside two guys that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, yeah, another OG Devil, uh, 43rd overall in 1982. Had a really good career, over 1,000 points, like I said. 1,424 games in his career, ending with Dallas in 2002. Um, again, another one of these older Devils that I didn't really get to enjoy and watch too much but when we had these lean years in the early early to mid 80s um he was jesus christ i'm looking at his his wikipedia page he had 227 penalty minutes in 1988 jumping like he had 120 the year before the dude i didn't look at that i kind of sorted by pins when i was doing my list i sorted by goals assists points points per game and pins and i forgot how many points uh how many penalty minutes Dude, Ken Danico at 2,516. Yeah, Randy McKay was a thousand behind him. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Um, Yeah, Pat Verbeek, 320 points as a devil, 943 pims. Um, I can see why people people love this guy. So now that we yeah, it's a pretty good pick. It's pretty iconic for uh, the early devils here. I agree. Um, in terms of like the rest of this draft, since we have probably most of our form players out the way to an extent, do we want to kind of just start rifling them off? Quick facts going from there. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sure. keep it short and sweet. Um, I picked Tom Curvers next. Um, I I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. I I had no me. idea. <laughs> I don't think any of us knew who Tom Curvers was. When you put that in there, and then you tried saying. Well, I'm just going to put this out there because I want some of this folk. When you said Tom Curvers and then made, gave me crap for Ken Danico, I was like, what are you doing? What is this? Who is this guy? Who? <laughs> Look, he... He had points. He had points, he said. He had points. He he <laughs> he spent, like, three years with the Devils. He played one game in 1990 for the Devils. Um, but in his other two years with the, with the team, he had 21 goals, 79 assists, as a as a defenseman, okay, in the in the late eighties, um, interesting to think. But about. like the way that I'm thinking of my roster composition is he's going to be a third pair power play one merchant um, because seven goals and fifty four of his assists were on the power play. So that's pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. So on to my next one. Uh, I went with Brian Gianta. Just I need a really good goal scorer. That I forgot about him anywhere on the lineup. Just underrated and funny was here in New Jersey. Uh, I like him a lot. And he was one of the... I think he has... Yeah, he has the most goals in a season with 48, so... Yep. That's still stands, It's crazy to me that we still don't have a 50-goal score either. Hopefully yeah, that'll no, I know. Andrew? Um, yes. My next pick, 33rd overall, uh, Stefan Boucher. 283 points in only 360 games. Um, I just really like the fit here with Verbeek as my, I think I have him as my third line center. Um, yeah. Points. 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 Bass and a really good goal scorer first time. Yeah. Like, respectfully. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to pounce on a really, really, really underrated defenseman here and pick uh, Paul Martin. I wanted to slide. This is just so... He was, dude, he was so good. Like, Stupid good. absolutely studly in his prime. Um, impacts through the roof. Impacts through the roof. Yeah, 99th percentile in war. He was about the same in offense and defense and the penalty kill. He didn't play much on the power play, but everything else that he did was unbelievably good. So... Yeah, one that one that got away. If he was here, um, oh, if he stayed, sorry, not as, sorry. Yeah, if he stayed, well, more so as as a devil, devil. in re- no, in real life. I'm saying <laughs> I'm the devil's. I'm saying I'm the devil's roster. If, if he was still here in those like late 2000s, I think maybe if he's here in 2009, we get past Carolina, maybe make a bit of a run. I think that's the one year that when you think of teams that also could have got it done. If he's still there, then with those kind of impacts, I think maybe be. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, if we go on a bit of a run, but alas, Lou. Perfect. Uh, yeah, going into this one here, probably could have waited to get another goalie here, but I was just trying to get it out the way because I didn't know about uh, JP here and how late he was going to take a goalie. I was just like, give me just. I needed some sort of backup for Schneider here. I said, just give me Clemenson. He he he, he does what he has to do. But I think the later <coughs> half of my draft picks up for this for this random. <laughs> Random. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have comments on Clemenson. Yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was a backup. He did what backups do. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's a high in a lot of our goaltender stats, which is, is. crazy. The perspective of how good Marty was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, um, taking <laughs> me. What, probably my most favorite forward, just because of how much of a pest he was on the PK. Uh, John Madden. Yeah, I, I want him to slide for another I round. love, I love John Madden. On my notes, I have ideal 3C in any era. I, he's a 4C for me, but I think if you put him as a center now because of how good he was on the PK, I think I still have my... I do still have my notes of, thank God, he had 17 shorthanded goals and 140 yeah. goals as a devil, so over 10% of his goals were shorthanded. Um, him and Jay Pandolfo were the OG... PK, dynamic duo. Um, Playing him with Kolchuk on the PK, something that JP doesn't think Kolchuk would be able to do, but Kolchuk had plenty of uh, shorthanded goals. I think those two would wreck shop. Plenty. He had four. Didn't he have seven? I thought it was four. Seven. Seven goals. Is it seven? Seven, yes. God. Again, still not many, but the fact is Kolchuk could play on the PK. I think pairing him up with John Madden and a couple other guys. Someone else that I haven't drafted yet. Um... Yeah, John Madden. John, John, John Madden, everyone. John Madden. His, his nickname, Mad Dog, I think that kind of encapsulates kind of the player that he yeah. was. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to preface my next pick with, I'm going to get a whole lot of shit from this. Um, I'm oh. picking Damon Severson. Fuck you guys. I um, had no problem with this. No, if this anything, foul, I was so. hoping to get Severson. Well, we are, we know Puck. We for know lack Puck. Of a... Put this big text right here for <laughs> anyone watching. YKP. <laughs> um wkp we know puck i love me some severson um a lot of people hate him a lot of people you i devil's fans either absolutely love him or fucking despise (laughs) the most polarized Um, player for no reason (laughs) i was gonna say yeah outside of kolchuk he's probably the most polarized player for no reason for for no reason he was just genuinely good he had the occasional fuck up that everyone kind of made fun of him for but outside of that pretty elite puck moving defenseman very, very elite puck-moving defenseman. Yeah. I need, like, the Leo DiCaprio meme of, like, 
<laughs> Whenever yeah. he's like, he, he, make, he makes a mistake for Severson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the fan, the casual fan sees it as. So my next pick here, going with another defenseman, and speaking this was a crazy. Yeah, speaking of elite puck movers, I think by the end of his career, this guy's gonna be absolutely nuts. Give me Luke. Yep. I think what what he's shown us, we we already seen how good he was in Michigan. What he did in Game Three against Carolina was absolutely nuts too. And to wait to enter the league and in, in a couple of games to score his first goal as an OT winner. Against so the disgusting, Cavs. too. I'm most so disgusting first career NHL goal that I could remember. He literally crossed the blue line as he looked at Ovechkin and just soon passed. If him there's one guy you want to skate shot, at, it's definitely it's Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Yeah, I'm yeah, well, blessed to see that in person. And I think. When all things said and done, Luke is going to be really up there in that conversation. Like, Dougie's there, but yeah. we have, hopefully we have Luke for, like, all of his career, like Jack, so. Yeah, I'm sure um, we will. And then it gets to me. Um, I'm just going to go Randy McKay, crash line god. Um, not much else to say with him. I think pairing him with John Madden as a fourth line, I think he would probably be bruised and blue to the bone after playing a game against those two guys on the fourth line um actually could score a decent amount of points too again didn't realize that um but the crash line back in the day with him peluso and i'm forgetting the last guy sorry again me not knowing my devils back in the day um, andrew doesn't know puck <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know devil's super puck. devil's puck but i know he was on the crash line and i know how valuable he was i think into the, in the 95 run again definitely gonna get canceled but yep. don't yep. remember but randy mckay great youtube account by the way lots of devils good devil's clips on there as well um randy, randy McKay, mckay everyone 30, 39 <laughs> overall I was gonna say, ironic, ironic talk about the cuff run when that's your when that's your shirt you're wearing right now. The ninety five. Yeah, it's yes. no, nope, it's two thousand. You can't see it. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm picking one of my favorite players from my early Devils watching years. Um, I'm picking Dinah Subers here. You're welcome. Um, oh, yes, thank you, thank you. Andrew gave me this idea by saying he was between McKay and Zubers, and I was like, oh, Zubers, I'll take that. <laughs> Um, he was he was unbelievably good, like legitimately elite defensively. He was in like the hundred per hundredth percentile for defense. I knew he was good, but I, I never knew he was that good. He was stupid it, good. It yeah. was he and he, dude. He's fucking massive. I didn't realize six he was five, like two thirty. And he could skate pretty fast. And he, he could skate. Another like, fun was... another fun fact about him. Apparently, he was the uh, the locker room DJ. Also, oh, and he he would play great. He would play uh, like house music or whatever, and it was very nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Close place. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm picking Zuber, sir. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, really good pick. Uh, thinking of centers again because I was, you guys were giving me a little bit of shit again at some point in the draft. Like, dude, your centers are like nowhere. You have like <laughs> yeah. Hughes and Zajac. I'm like, oh no, the two best centers. What am I gonna do? So I picked a really good one in our early career and. Hall of Fame player and talked to my Slovakian heartstrings because uh, I, I loved watching a lot of highlights of him, even though it was way before my time. Uh, uh, Peter Stastny, just amazing player. Like, he was just an all-around yeah. great player, great scorer. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get him in his Quebec years because he was damn near dominant. Like, Nasty. when he came over, well, obviously he played in Canada at a young, a young age, but when he came over from you know Czechoslovakia it's coming from the eastern block like he was one of those players that once he came here he was put on the world stage sucks yeah. we got him yeah. at the end but I think as a 3C with all that skill he'd be nuts for me yeah it's hard to argue with that it's a really good pick 
Um, I'm going to go back to the new New Jersey Devils. Um, I'm going to go John Marino. He kind of had a bit of an up-and-down start because he started off really hot, and everyone was like, Marino for Norris, Marino for Norris. His play dipped off a little bit, but he ended the season as arguably one of the best defensive defensemen in the entire league. Um, yep. Could defend basically any situation. Uh, people forget <clears throat> early in Game 7, there was a 2-1-1 because Ryan Graves turned over the puck, and he knocked that puck out of midair like 10 seconds into the game, and the Rangers could have scored 10 seconds in, and God knows how that game would have went. Um, so, yeah, John Marino... I, he's be probably other than like Luke now he's probably my favorite defenseman because again I love defense he can move the puck up the ice pretty well has no end product to save his life dude um, he literally will he made that sick he made the sick move in game seven again to set up Tatar he, if yes. he score if he scores that like it's just like it's over That's yeah, yeah that would have been unbelievable that would have been he's unbelievable the, he's the one player I love because he's like Super quiet, does his job defensively, but if you have to give him an offensive situation, even if he has, like, the easiest chance to take a shot, go pass it. And he he, he, sli- he slides down the right wall a lot. Like, he does jump into the play. He's kind of like Siegenthaler, where he doesn't have a bit of an end product. I would like to see him shoot the puck a little bit more. because Siegenthaler he... shoots them. <laughs> right, again, what I was going to say is I would like to see him shoot a little bit more because I think he has more to offer, and it's not as bad as Ryan Graves was because it didn't get blocked every single time we shot the puck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of talked about this when uh, we interviewed Alex Chauvincy, Um and one of the questions that came up was, um, you know, is there is there a player on the Devils who has like the underlying stats, but the counting stats don't really match it? And I said John Marino because his underlying stats for offense are unbelievably good. It like is the whole card for Jay Fresh is just blue. It's yeah. I mean, for you know, people who don't really follow analytics, red is bad, blue is good. <laughs> Thank you. His yes. chart is a whole lot of blue. Blue, yeah, just so blue. Um, with that said, I'm I'm gonna make my next pick, and it's a center that I think should not have dropped this far. Uh, yeah. Patrick Sundstrom. Really, he only played 300 games with the Devils, but you know, he he pushed 250 points. So I think he was on the know, ice for someone who'll get to later. I think he was on the ice for the overtime winner by johnny mac when we i think that's true yeah um but yeah he was really good he was he was pretty pretty i I don't want to say dominant but for lack of a better term he was a pretty dominant top six center for for our really early days he was important yeah 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 Yeah. should not have fallen this far at all uh give me auger here yeah yep even for like the two seasons he was here, he was still incredibly productive, especially so yep. late into his career, which is amazing to say that for you know Yager. Just the even to this day, this guy's still playing for his own team in the Czech Republic. That's so sick. Yeah, man, he's just how the, old is he now? Is he, what is he? 50, 52, 53? is fifty one. Is he right? Fifty one. Like forty six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, well, he was he was forty one when he put up sixty seven points with the Devils. Which is crazy. So ten, it's been ten years. Yeah, <laughs> that's Jeez. crazy to think about. But yeah, um, still really good. I think he could probably solidify a, a top six role on my team. Probably yeah. not the first line, but can't yeah. really argue with that. You know what your product is. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I'm going to fill out my center slots here. Um, someone who wasn't at his peak when he was with the Devils, but was still good in his own right. Uh, Doug Gilmore. Again, me good not one. knowing Devils. Devil's history More. all too well. I know my bits and pieces, but I did not know Doug Gilmore played. He played 83 games with Devils, 75 points. Really good. 
Um, he played in the 96-97 season, and then 97-98. I think sliding him in, sliding him in at 3C is uh, pretty good. I didn't know he played yeah, with the Devils. Yeah, hard to argue with but it. But again, not at his peak with the Devils. Again, way better with the Leafs than some of the other teams he played with. But yeah, Doug Gilmore. What? point you brought up because when we were talking about this when we were getting ready for the pod uh we have had a lot of different like really all-time players for a lot of teams and hall of famers come through our team but not be like for us which is really interesting to think about yeah like he played yeah like one one year wonders yeah he played for the blues flames leafs um the lockout year he played somewhere i don't know what that is the back to toronto and then he played (laughs) for the Dells for a couple of years yeah yeah um i I'm picking another player who was really good when the Devils were really bad. Um, Aaron Broughton. It's a really um, good one. I'm not sure how he fell this far either, to be honest with you. So um, these guys that you t- you've taken, I don't know them, so I just don't feel compelled to take them <laughs> because I'm just like, yeah, Aaron. Broughton. You don't know Aaron Broughton though. No. How do you know? Like, dude, I'm like, I'm like know, six. How do you know Aaron Broughton, but you don't know Scott Gomez's nickname? Well, I don't know. I, I have no, I have no answers for that one. But like, <laughs> I'm like six years old, and I knew who Aaron Braun was. Um, you know, he, again, he was he was really good when the Devils were really bad. He had five 50 point seasons from '83 to '89, uh, including 79 points in 1987 and 83 points in 1988. So, you know, a very productive forward for a not very productive team. Really good pick there. Next one I had to go with just to get my center slot finally rolled out and a really good 2A forward. Give me Brian Ralston. Yeah. Just does his job really effectively. One of the I hardest slap shots I think I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah he, he could rip. He could absolutely <laughs> Ridiculous. rip the One of my yeah, favorite just... highlights from him was, sorry, uh, when he was, in, he was in Minnesota. He had a penalty shot, and he just skated like maybe like halfway up to – through the offensive zone, like right in the middle of the slot, just absolutely wired a just slap shot. Yeah. Absolutely wired a slap shot past the goalies here. Yeah, it's just really good. In my opinion, just he's a 4C for me, but really good all situations guy. I think he just fits perfect here. I mean, we're in the bottom five. We're in our last five rounds here, so yeah. anything goes at this point, really. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to wrap up my left side of my defense. Uh, Slava Fatistov. I wanted Paul Martin. I didn't think he'd make it this long. I would have taken Martin a lot earlier and filled out my left side, but... Um, Sorry. Gary. Slava <laughs> Fatista. He put a respectable amount of points as a devil. I didn't realize... Like, I knew of him, but I didn't realize how many points he actually had. I don't think he played for the Devils for too long. I think it was something like a little under 400 games for the Devils, but it still had, like, over 200 points, which is really good. Um... I mean, on the left yeah. side of having him, Driver, and then Niedermeyer, pretty solid. And then he's going to fit with my newfound goat, who I am going to announce in my next two picks. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of noticed at this point in my draft that I was super weak on the right side of defense. Um, so I, I had to, I was scrambling a little bit. Um, so I just I picked Mark Fain here. Um, which I don't want to say it was a good pick, um, but I definitely don't think it was a bad pick. It was a pick. A pick was made. It was a pick. Yeah. Um, you know, time. he was he was a defensive first right hand defenseman. Um, you know, I, I kind of envision him in my fake team, um, slotting in next to Tom Curvers on the bottom pair. Um, you know, 
I, I, you know, I never watched Curvers. I know absolutely fucking nothing about his game. But, you know, Fane was good enough on the back end to compensate for whatever Curvers may be lacking. I need the Shaq meme of, I'm, I'm sorry, but Youngblood, I was not familiar with your game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I realized a lot through this draft? When you picked the position, JP, I, it, it gave me a, a, a ideas for my picks. I usually follow suit with position. So right-handed defenseman here, I, I, took, uh, I took Adam Larson. Yeah, that's that is such a good pick compared to fucking Mark Fan. <laughs> yeah, so I I was like when I was looking at my lineup here, you know, I had Stevens and Hamilton in the in the top pairing, and then I was like, who am I gonna pair with Luke? I mean, obviously he took some revisions, but I th I put Eagle with him. I think that's just a he's a guy that could probably could keep up with Luke and if uh, keep up with his like deficiencies defensively, which Luke surprisingly doesn't have too 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 many, but I think uh, Larson can pick up that slack and do a little bit in his own right. Such a good pick. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to take my first goalie here. Um, Vitek Vanacek. <laughs> I didn't no, get. I didn't get. Buddy's laughing. I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't get Corey or Marty. And then, this is round like round 18 or yeah, round 17. I mean, you're picking first, your first goalie. 51st overall. I mean, I didn't want you. I didn't want you to get him. Or I mean, because I know Dan. Dan finished. He took Scott Clements in like like 20 picks earlier or whatever. Um, yeah. Not much else to say other than. I didn't get Corey or Marty, and I didn't want anyone to take him. Um, in your defense, he has the winning, like, a winning a single season when it comes to, like, uh, other, yeah, I mean, record. look, is he a premier goalie? No. He's no. Fi he's fine. Um, I don't think he's going to be playing more than, like, 50, 55, pushing 60 games. I don't think 60 games is something he should be doing, but he's fine. He was above average in terms of goals saved above the expected. Uh, the other day on Twitter, there was a little bit of discussion about Vitek Manachek and how he's a backup, which is just just, just not true. He's absolutely That's stupid. Yeah. He's absolutely a platoon goalie. Could play a little bit more if needed. Um, That's just the way the league is now. Platoon goalies. Yeah, I think. And again, he's good enough. I mean, you just again, you saw Aiden Hill win the cup. Do I think he? Do I think Manachek can do that with what he, we've seen him do in the playoffs the past two years? Probably not, but. Someone who I picked way later. We've seen I think weirder and worse goalies win the Stanley Cup with other teams. Right, and again, like yeah. again, that's not the, out of the question. Right, again, back in the bubble year, who was Dallas's goalie? Anton Kudobin. What a throwback! Right, I mean, that's yeah, funny. like you can you can win in this league with like. Mid I don't want to say I don't want to say yeah mid I don't want to say below average. You can absolutely win with like slightly above league average goaltending. Which is something yeah. I think Vanchek can do, and hopefully in real life, hopefully he can do that too. Yeah, Please. um, like to see what he can do this year. That's just a me thing, though. It, it'll be fun I, to I watch. I think the, work, the workload, I think, was a li a little bit more than what he's used to. But having that under his belt and having a good backup and Akira Schmid is someone who can push him and like take games off of him. So I think it'll work out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, with my next pick, I am going to pick David Clarkson. Um, he he was if if no oh my god it, it was so much fun to watch dude he was such a I'm I'm pick I'm noticing that I'm picking a lot of like pests who can you're also you're gonna be score. an annoying team to play that's the that's way like, that's the way to build it though yeah. yeah um what I did not realize is how good his impacts were yeah um especially that at least with the Devils obviously he fell off the face of the planet with the Leafs after yeah, he signed that massive extension with or not extension massive contract with them um but in the year I think it was 2012 he scored 30 goals mm -hmm. um the same season he had 99% defensive war 
when you think of David Carson, nuts. you think of like I don't know, like seventy offense, like six defense. No, exactly. <laughs> you just um, don't think of him being like a premier defensive forward. Right, exactly. Uh, and then you know he he always did my favorite type of goals, which his I feel like his kind of go to goal was a wraparound, and those are always my favorite as. I don't know why, but they're just fun to watch. The most iconic uh, David Clarkson goal, the playoffs in 2012 against Philly, when Brisgolf is trying to clear oh, the puck. and yeah, yep. Clarkson is like waving his stick around, just bats it out of midair. Yep. Just yep. so good. He was so annoying. Um, yeah, that was a really good pick. Um, Torino ran on my defense here just to have a third-pairing defenseman that could probably play power play too. Uh Good offensive defenseman. Uh, he was one of my favorite guys coming into like the 11-12 season when we get to another guy. But I loved uh, Zidlitsky. Zidlitsky was my pick here. I liked him a yeah. lot. I think he kind of got stick a little bit too much. I, I liked him. He moved the puck a lot. Could put the puck in the back of the net. Points, yep. points, yeah. points. Um, me, my, here's my new favorite player, uh, Joe Sorella. 54th overall <laughs> to round out my defense. Um, fun Talk fact. Rivers, Joe Sorella. Fun, what is going on? <laughs> fun fact, he had the primary assist on Johnny Mac's goal that sent the Devils to the playoffs for the first time in our history. Didn't know that. Found that out the other day when I was, when I had uh, some YouTube uh, recommendations pop up. Um, 190 points in 438 games. Again, really good. I think him, him and Fatistov next to each other on the third line. Not too bad. Um... Have you ever heard of Joe Sorella before making this draft? No, no. <laughs> no. And again, again, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I don't know much about his game. Um, the primary assist on Giant Max goals, I mean, arguably the most important goal in Devils history because it kind of got the Devils going a little bit. Debates to be had, but I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. I learned it after the fact, so it kind of validates my pick. Yeah, fair enough. Whatever. Good enough for me. Joe Sorella, everyone. <laughs> um <Hello. laughs> I again right-handed right-handed defensemen were really really hard to think about here um but you know he kind of my next pick started off his career with the devil super shaky and then you know by the time he ended his tenure here he was he was pretty decent uh I'm picking PK Subban yeah um was, obviously he's not going to be prime Subban but you know his last year with the Devils he was pretty pretty solid in a third pair role it's crazy to think that pk could theoretically still be playing right now but yeah he just knew his time was up and yeah that back injury or those back injuries destroyed him unfortunately yeah right um i think his impact more but the devils is kind of off the ice with a lot of the guys that yeah like a lot of the young guys like nico um mcleod bastion jack those guys he's kind of like a i don't want to say like a father figure but like a kind of got kind of like a guy a mentor right a a guy who could like show you the ropes in the nhl like what to do how to handle yourself off the ice and everything which i think i mean i mean if anyone told you when jack hughes was drafted do you think it's like pk suban is going to have the most impact on jack hughes's career probably not but it's very very clearly been the case because those guys i mean they're like boys boys off the ice which i think is really sick yeah Really good pick there. Um, um, to round out my forward group here, with I have another forward spot to fill in my wing, but um, give me Jeff Friesen here. I was a good one. Gonna That's take a really good him. one. Yeah. Short stint here, but really important in the playoffs. Just dog. Dog. Yeah. Speaking of dogs and more of a god, uh, Sergey Breland, OG Devil. Yep. 
Um, I don't know how he fell this far. Yeah. I think I I was I kept looking at him, but I was just like, eh, I don't think so. But I think as like a fourth line like penalty kill guy, I mean, Breland, Madden, and then Randy McKay as a fourth line. It's gonna like, be so annoying. Good luck, uh, Breland. Another un I don't say unheralded because everyone knows how like I don't again I don't want to say good, but how important he was to those cup to those cup teams. Not good enough to get his jersey retired, but someone who I absolutely think should get his uh, name in the reign of honor. One day, um, I hope they bring that back up because uh, Sergey Breland was really important to the Devils in their early days, and I think he should yeah. probably be honored in some capacity. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with you. Um, my last pick of our main roster um, is going to be a goalie. You know, I just I figured I need a goalie who can play like twelve to fifteen games. Um, not fuck off. Just <laughs> when you pick, yeah, oh yeah not God, it was not so sell the bag. Um, I'm picking Keith Kincaid. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, man. I, obviously, you can't Mr. take him Mr. seriously Calibration now. Calibration goal himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know he he's god awful now, but he did his job. He did his job. It you know like that that 2018 he... run. The 2018 run was very good goaltending. Like it was Hall and Kincaid that dragged Which us to the playoffs. That's hell. Right. But you know, even even looking through his his stats with the Devils, you know he's he's got like a nine, well, like I think it's like a nine twelve career save percentage with the Devils or something. Um, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard to complain about that. Nope. I think that was a great way to round out your draft. Um, yeah. Last pick for me, I picked Paul Mary. I was like, uh, I can look at him too. Yeah, I, I just thought he was a really good one to slot out here. I mean, he could probably fit anywhere in my top nine. He's going to be on my third line, right wing, just sniper. Can fill out on a power play one or a power play two row. He's probably going to fit on my power play two just because my power play one is stacked. But I liked him a lot. Um, it's It was a shame to kind of like have to see him go in a sense, because, but it was more like it was the time for the Devils to move on for him and just when he needed to get his bag. It made sense. Kind of fell off a little bit. It just made sense for him to go move on, but I, yeah. I, I like Palms a lot. Last pick of the draft here. Uh, Last pick Andrew. for me. Um, for our extras. I just went with the backup to VTech for this year. Someone who I have yep. really hoped, high hopes for, and I think a lot of people do as well. Uh, Akira Schmid. I Torpedo! He, I think he showed a lot in his, uh, I don't even want to say short uh, tenure as a starter or whatever, because during the regular season, he was kind of like, haphazardly he was jumping in grabbing starts off of VTech and whoever else was in that for Blackwood All right Blackwood shout out to Blackwood for being awful against uh Washington mm. the last game of the season because if he wasn't he probably would have been back up against the Rangers and we definitely would not have won uh Schmid won us that series arguably with his ridiculous play yeah. he saved like I think he matched just Durkin for a goal save that was expected which is so really just a hair under just the hair yeah. under. I mean, to even be in the conversation or the ballpark of Shesterkin is insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, I super, super calm goalie, really good in the net, doesn't really get too worked up, decent rebound control. Um, hopefully he can take another step forward this year because if he takes another step... Um, It'd be sick. Yeah, I think yeah. He's, the, he's the playoff goalie moving forward because I don't think VTech is cut out for that. Um, I have to say, you kind of you kind of jogged my memory bringing up Blackwood there. If we were like allowing like single season Devils of all time, 
I think I would have picked Blackwood's rookie year or even his second year, yeah. like way earlier. He was good until injury. I mean, there's a reason why he was a top 60 pick in the NHL draft. Like, he was good. Right. He just, I the think, injury bug got him. I think if one of you picked him, I wouldn't have been mad just, like, talking about how early he was in his career. Like, you're talking about this season, obviously, but... Right, like, you could, like, shoehorn, like, a 2-3 like a season. I mean, he was good. Yeah. yeah. When he, he was, was he was genuinely a good goaltender. When he was good, he was good, but when he was bad, it was... Tough to watch. Well, that's that's what that's the difference between good goaltenders and bad ten, bad goaltenders is yep. bad goaltenders don't have the consistency, and good goaltenders do. Yeah. Um. So just to re- so just now, extra yeah, we're we're gonna go with our extras. Uh, we're doing two forwards and a defenseman akin to an you NHL roster. Rip, you can just rip them all off. You can just go yeah. forward, forward. Yeah. So my my extras are Bill Guerin, Johnny Oduya, and Alexander Semek. Um, Alexander Semek is a weird one. I, I kind of want to put an asterisk next to that. Um, he was a one-season wonder with the Devils. He fell off the face of the planet as soon as he left, but he scored 79 points in 82 games in 1992-93. So, Another guy I wanted to take but didn't feel validated to, uh, to take because I had no idea sorry. who he was. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Dewey is someone I was looking at, by the way, but me and JP both won him for our final six, uh, our final defenseman slot the right-handed shot but he's left-handed and we both right. did the same thing like oh i'm gonna take it wait i can't and i forgot about <laughs> yeah. so, he, so he took him from me yeah so my extras here these are just kind of like random in a sense but i was just like uh, these are just guys i like their extras they're not always gonna be playing but if i need them to i, I picked the dawson mercer colin white thomas tatar had to get my boy tatar in here mercer kinches i'm really excited to see what he can do and then colin white is just colin white like if one of the big the more defensive sided guys it goes down he just slots in just yeah be more of an anchor nothing too special my extras one of them got a little bit of a little bit of heat but for the role that i want him to play i think it could work uh zaka zalapukin and then tommy abilene powell zaka like we all meme on him there's a hockey player there he's really good on really good zaka, on the, a hockey player really good on the pk i mean i think if you look I don't think it's gonna work in Bo- I, I don't think it's gonna work in Boston. I don't like. I think he's being set up to fail as a top six center, maybe even top line center. I don't think he's that guy. Um, he put up the points this year. The impacts weren't. I mean, the impacts looked good because Boston had one of the best regular seasons. I think no, the best regular season in NHL history. So it's yep. hard hard to not look good. Um, next to I think it was Krejci and Pasternak or yep. some pairing. Yep. I think he could do a job. Um, PK, really dangerous on the PK. Obviously, we all know his flubs of missing open nets and whatnot, but I think he could, as a center left wing, could do a job. Zelipukin, I wanted to take him for my fourth line left wing spot, but I couldn't pass up Reeland. And then Tommy Abilene, lasting to the very last defensive pick, I thought was a little bit of a Yeah, I, I can't we, believe we, he... we failed hard. We failed, I was yeah. going to take him over Fatistoff to begin with, and then I was like, nah, I'll just, I'll just leave him. And then... He's still there, so yeah, Tommy Abilene to round out my roster. Um, just a, a little quick note on Zaka. I'm probably again gonna get crucified for this, like I am for picking Severson so early. Um, but my, I think my spicy hot Devils take is that I would rather have Pavel Zaka right now than Eric Halla. Nuts. I know. If their contracts were exactly the same. I, even if they weren't the same, Zaka gets what four point four point seven. Is it four and a half? Four seven. Yeah, okay, four point seven. I, 
You I, think know, Boston I, was, I think Boston was the right... I mean, he didn't have a say in it because he got traded, but I think Boston's the right spot for him. He needs to play, like, a lot. And again, he's not bad. He just... He's a, he's a really solid He's just player, a very memeable like, player because of, again, yeah. he played well, for the Devils. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he shot wide more than he shot on net, but... You know, all things considered, his his underlying statistics this year were unbelievably good. Yeah, but who knows? That could be a one-season wonder. <laughs> could be. Yeah, it could be. So are we going to our lines now here? And then just wrapping it up? Yep. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So we're, we're going to run through our, our lineups and how we kind of, uh, you know, place players together. Like a um, post-it note. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have my lines right here. <laughs> um... So I guess I guess I'll go first since I drafted first. Um, as far as my forwards go, line one I have Eliash, Arnott, and John McClain. Um, All the first rounds, just in perspective, are really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I originally I I slotted Henrique in, in the first line, but I figured you know Eliash and Arnott had the chemistry for years, yeah, so yeah, gotta, gotta keep them together. Um, second line, oh, this is going to be such a bitch to play against, uh, Parisi, Henry, Claude Lemieux. Yeah. Truth. Um, <laughs> Not great. <laughs> that's, that's sick. Uh, third line, I got Kirk Muller, Patrick Sundstrom, and Dinah Zubris. That's a good one, too. And then fourth line, Aaron Broughton, Bobby Holik, David Clarkson, with, uh, Bill Guerin and Alexander Semek as my extras. Um, first pair on defense, <laughs> um, uh, Andy Green and Damon Severson. One of the defense in retrospect makes me wanna just this is just so funny. Look, my left side is pretty strong. Um my right side is not. <laughs> <laughs> um second line I got Paul Martin and PK Subban. Um Paul Martin's gonna be doing the heavy lift in there while Subban does his thing. Um and then third pair I got Tom Curvers and Mark Fain. You know, I'm I'm putting them in for ten minutes a night. Okay. <laughs> um and Notable 10 minutes NHL of 10 minutes players. yeah it all of all of curver's time is going to be on the on the power play um and then obviously i got oduya as my extra and then brodor and kincaid as my goalies um are we running through your special teams too if you like you can rip off power, uh, like, power play one if you want because that's yeah. the most important yeah okay all right power play one i got eliash henrique mclean parisi and curvers um, so and then I guess PK one, I'll have, uh, Eliash, Henrik, Green, and Mark Fain. Solid. Yeah. So, have, have my sheet here. Everyone's ra racking on me because they, they, I messed up Hilarious. with where I put Luke and then I had to just, I'm going to do it here too, just slap <laughs> my defensive pairings right there. Cause, cause the background's <laughs> doing a terrible job, but, um, so first line of Hall, Hughes, Sakura. That's Honestly, so Holland Hughes is just going to be disgusting. And That's you have so great, sick. You have like a real pure sniper with Sakura who can also dish. So they're all going to just be moving, wheeling through everybody. Second yeah. line of Bratz, Ajax, Yager. I feel like that could be another first line in of itself if you really want to think about it. So having two first, what? It's like a one A and one B from this season. You have the Heischer line and yeah. then you have the the Hughes line. This is it's the Hughes and Sajak line. So then I had Langenbrunner, Stastny, and Paul Mary with my third line. And then Frisian, Ralston, and Gianta. Gianta could probably have fit in up a line. Yeah. But I didn't want to take him away from his right side. But so either way, right side is stacked. Left kind of drops off after Brat, but I still think it's really solid. And then my deep, deep, deep pairings, Stevens and Hamilton. I feel like that's just going to be nuts. 
outside yep. of Frank's first pairing. Yeah. I think <laughs> nothing, like, nothing, beats <laughs> nothing beats yours, but like Stevens and Hamilton is like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, a little bit of fire and ice. Fire and ice. That, that was kind of like my deep pairings in, 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 uh, in total. Uh, then next one is Luke and Larson, double L pairing. That would be Hope really good as a pairing, really well. by the way. That actually, yeah. That's yeah. When, when I thought about it, I was like, man, I think this is going to be a sneaky top no, one. Man, I, I cooked a little bit here, yeah. And then uh, Dan Danico and Zidlitsky and the third pairing. I mean, you probably could just put Zidlitsky in power play two. or no, Actually, not even really, because the way it's going to look out. So then uh, then Schneider and Clemenson, and then obviously my extras, Mercer, Tatar, and Colin White. And then for a power play one, Paul, Hughes, uh, Brat, Yager, and then either of Hamilton, Hughes, like... Yeah. That is going to be a lot of puck movement, a lot of shots. It's going to be nasty. Yep. And then PK1, what do you got? Uh, PK1, I put Dajak, Ralston, I put uh, Stevens and Larson. Yeah, like hard it. to argue with that. And then for me, um, line one, I have Shanahan, Nico, and Kolchuk. Line two, which I think I like more than line one, I have Meyer, <laughs> Gomez, and McGilney. Um, that's correct. That's really gross. That's disgusting. Um, yeah. Line three, Riche, Gilmore, Pat Rubik. And then line four, arguably my favorite because of just how annoying they'd be to play against, is Breland, Madden, and McKay. Uh, extra Zelipukin and Pawazaka. Uh, On to defense, my first pairing, uh, Niedermeyer and Rafalski. Uh, they kind of speak. That's, for, dude, that's. They kind of speak. Yeah, they kind of speak. The all time deep pairing is there. What are you going to do? Yeah, just... they kind of speak for themselves of how disgusting those two are together. I think each of our teams just has that, like, undeniable fact. Yeah, right? you have, yeah, every one of our teams is just, like, one thing that's gross. And I think mine's defense. Um, line two, Driver and Marino. I think that's, yeah, that's really pretty solid. Too. They can both move the puck. Driver can jump into the play, contribute to the offense. Marino can kind of. Stay back, do his thing, jump up if he wants to. Um, third pairing, I have Fatistov and Sorella with Alvaline as my extra. And then in net, I have obviously Vitek and Schmido. Uh, power play yeah, one, power play one, yeah. really disgusting too. Uh, yeah. I have Timo, Nico, Kolchuk with Niedermeyer and McGilney on the back end. <laughs> and then on oh, my penalty kill, <laughs> so, <gross. laughs> so disgusting. So stupid. And then on my penalty kill one, I have. John Madden, Kovalchuk, uh, Niedermeyer, and then Marino. I have Kovalchuk. Okay, that's... You, can, you have so many better defensive players than you put Kovalchuk. Because of how good defensively everyone else is, just win the puck What back. do you just want it for shorties? That's it? Goals win. Uh, yeah, power kill. Goals win. Power I mean, who else would you put there? I guess Nico. You could just put, put Nico, Nico on. Put Nico on the wing. He scores, he scores more shorties than Kovalchuk did. Is this true? I, have a, I still have this up. Is, that, is this true? Short-handed goals. Nico, Nico has five. Kolchuk has seven. Boom. Yeah, career. Less, less, game, less games played. Yeah, career, career, yeah, career. And Nico has a sort of career. No, this is just with Nico's the devils. He only has. He has seven. Oh seven, shit! Se yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so what's his full career then? Um, see, goal. when you said career, I'm thinking career total, like. Short-handed yeah. like goals in his career, he has 10 in 926 games. Be but that's because of how he was used on the Devils. He was trusted more to play defense. Because okay. he was capable. Which is stupid. Right, it is It is dumb. Like, I wouldn't do it. I would just say... But I was about to say I wouldn't do it today, I but I would do it today because of how good he was. I think he's just really smart, really fast, really strong. And then playing with those three guys, just like... Just be... 
be take up space and then we'll get you the puck and you can score. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, I'm I'm pretty surprised none of us picked Jay Pandolfo. I, I, yeah, I, when we were talking about him in the, in this session, I was like, damn, Pandolfo yeah. would have been a really good. Like, I, when I, I was talking about du- I was talking about duos. I think I mentioned. I think I brought him up. I was gonna take Pandolfo to put with Madden. Just, yeah. just because of that duo, and that would have obviously had... And then if you got Ralston, too, it would have been... You have the synergy, you have the set. Right, exactly. I would have had Pandolfo as my... I would have played in place of Kolchuk, but... I'd outside of outside of your... Uh, it's outside of your Nina Meyer rafalski set bonus, I have the Hughes set bonus, so I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Stick it in my back pocket. That is, yeah. that is really just a disgusting first pair. Yeah. Yeah, that's... JP's got Brodeur. I've got... That's, I think I just have the centers and then the defense goes to different. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got, I think I got goalies and wingers. Uh, you definitely have centers for as much shit as we were giving you for not picking, you know, your last two centers early. Um, and then DeFrank easily has, uh, the best defense there. Defense yeah. is, is my favorite part of, part of the game. Yeah. Transition. But obviously you guys, guys can do it. We're definitely going to get a graphic for this. So hopefully everyone can vote and decide yeah. what they think. Yeah, definitely let us know. This was a ton of fun to do. Um, <clears throat> let us know what we get clowned on. <laughs> yeah, definitely let us know what you who you think had the best lines, who had the best forward defense, goaltending, power yeah. play, PK, all of the above. Um, again, super fun to do. I don't know when this one's coming out. I think this one might be uh, this might might be a Wednesday show. Again, recording a couple days earlier. We had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Kind of out of our control, but this was an awesome one. To this do. was really fun to do. I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. this one to listen to the banter back and forth. Um, yeah. And thanks again know. for having me, boys. Yeah. This was. Yeah. Of course. This dude. was a. I mean, we could not not have you be on the show for this idea. This was again <laughs> awesome to do. Um, right. Yeah. Any closing closing thoughts, boys? Uh, I got nothing we other know, than we know, Keith Kincaid is the best player in the NHL. Oh boy, that's a great one to wrap that up. Brad Fast, gonna love it. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.